Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're excited because it's our last day of the week. And we do have $1,000 to pass out every single hour. LeBron and company back in action Sunday, 3.30 that game. Thank God. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people don't like early tip-offs. When you wake up at 4 a.m., we love them. We yeah. love the early tip-off here at the Stansbury Show. Especially on a Sunday. I get it. You can't have a 3.30 tip-off on a Tuesday. But, dude, on a Sunday, we all can get to bed. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to get on with their Sunday and get to bed. Plus, it's Mother's Day, and here's oh, yeah. what the NBA knows. By 3.30, you're going to be back to wanting to kill your mother, Ugh. and so it's tip-off time. Yeah, here's some flowers. Love you, and we're out of here. I mean, they're smart. It's after church, right? It's after you got enough time to take your mom to Mother's Day church. You're, uh, let's hope your body doesn't light on fire because it's the first time you've been there in 10 years. And then after that, you'll probably go to the OG little Olive Garden. Oh, it's going to be a nightmare at the OG, though, and Applebee's and Chili's and everywhere, dude. Mother's Day, dude, that was awesome. Awful working as a waiter. I mean, oh, great yeah. because you made a ton of money, but like awful. That was that was that was a bad day, dude. Here's the thing: I would I, even as a waiter, I would have always taken Mother's Day off, dude. The amount of attitude coming out of you know fat women wearing church crowns, <laughs> like dude, your boy, like I couldn't have handled it. I would have lost my mind. I uh, I think I was always just in such financial straits where I was like, dude, yeah, no, I'll work a double. I'll work all day from beginning to end. You're um, still working well, doubles. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still working and doubles. And here we sit 15 years later. Uh, speaking of which, are you bartending this weekend? I Tomorrow night I will actually be uh, be behind the bar at the Moonshine Bar there. I'm not working all weekend. Yeah, nothing. And, uh, and, and as much as I like it, there are things I want to buy <laughs> that I wish I wish I were. I, I, I wish I were working just a little bit, although I am. Um, I'm actually happy that I'm not. I am going to head up uh, to Cleveland and see some friends. There's a birthday party I have to attend. As we live in the the era of the side hustle, and I feel like a ton of people have one. I mean, like we're actually going to get into that at 7:30 because a friend of mine's being stopped from working her side hustle, and geez. I think I, honestly I think it's wrong. Um, it, 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 as everyone has that, you know, you think sometimes, well, like, eh, it's just extra money. Once once I once I reach my financial goal, or once I hit a certain point, there it's just extra money. I'll be fine. And it's like, no, dude. the more money you make, the more money you spend. 
and you want the more you want. Like it's just always going to be a point of like, well, I'm not getting enough. I got to go get more. Yeah, it's a it, it, it's one of those things. It's like you know, and you know, people say you know, money doesn't matter, but yes, it really does. I mean, it actually matters. And I always maintain that the same companies that make these movies that tell you about how love's what matters and holds you together are the same companies that own all the corporations that you work for. And so, of course, they want to sell you on money doesn't matter because if they if if, if you if they didn't if they didn't distract you with loves what matters and you don't really need money you'd be concentrating on what you don't have you and you'd money. be in front of where you work and you'd be revolting you gotta have some money you gotta have, you gotta some, have money. some money and money's part of the equation that's Come why warner now. brothers rolls out those movies and tells you no don't nah, concentrate don't on that money the money just give us some yeah. money and you can watch this movie drop it's your fine. money off here yeah. watch this we'll movie take care of it. we'll tell you that all you gotta do is hug your wife even though they're still gonna take your house from you if you don't have any money yeah yeah 100 she's the, leaving you too of, <laughs> of course these big corporations that make the songs and make the movies and everything of course they want you thinking money doesn't matter because they want to take it all from you and leave you with none of it of course they want to sell you on that sentiment money absolutely matters as a matter of fact i'm wearing a little bit of money right now okay something got delivered the other day i ordered another watch in the middle of my sleep i dude i sleep ebay you gotta stop with that dude that's that's problematic like so i woke up the other day and i thought i had made a bid on a three thousand dollar (sighs) watch One night, just by accident, and so I was like, "Okay, dude, no more, f- no more eBay in bed. Like that's like it's become a problem." Now I didn't. I ended up not doing that, but I, I, I got a great deal on this watch I'm wearing right now. It's a Citizen Nighthawk Eco Drive, and there are about 500 in the store. And uh, I found it for 200, new in the box with tags, everything on eBay. A guy was like, "Dude, I bought this. My wife won't let me keep it. I need to sell it." So was this is this you made this conscious decision or this was you? I made I okay, made, this I one, made okay. a decision, okay. but I was half asleep when it showed up the other day at the house. I was like, "Oh yeah, log out, dude." I like honestly, like you're getting yourself into into a, a, a worrisome territory right there. You know I, what I mean? Like, oof. I I like buying the things. I, I agree, but at least be awake when you're doing it, man. Like, if you want to buy something, by all means, God be with you. But like, if you if you are if you are like sleep shopping, I mean that that sounds to me like you are gonna end up three thousand. You're gonna be like, oh damn, what happened here? I am I I am not a possessions person anymore. I once upon a time was a, a huge possession as as well. Uh, this will be a good frame of reference. Once upon a time, I had twenty five watches. That's a lot. That's, I mean, even for somebody who likes watches, 25 is a lot. Like, I just was a person who was like, ah, just, I'm buying that. Give me that. I need this. And, dude, I need it in all four colors. Give me this. And I used to be that way. I'm not a possessions person at all anymore. Um, I don't care. Like, if you come into my house, I'm very – actually, there are guys looking through the windows of it recently in the afternoon, so I'm sure. Um, but I'm very minimalist. I don't, I don't have a lot. I don't want a lot. I, I, don't, I don't live that way. But there's something about timepieces that I've always loved. And so I bought these two. I do have a bid on another vintage watch. It's very cheap. It's going to cost me about under a hundred bucks if I end up winning. Um, if I end up winning that auction, it'll be around a hundred. But I do. There are two more at around four hundred a piece that I will probably have to end up picking up, and then I'm hopefully I'll be done. Hopefully there I will be done. Um, I spend money pretty dumb. Like I bought a bunch of, you know, golf clubs. Those were expensive. Uh, I'll tell you a really stupid way to spend a bunch of money. And that's trying to hire a like professional killer. That is a dumb way to spend your money. I'll explain to you how somebody got caught next on rock. One Oh six, nine rock. One Oh six, nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury show. We're on rock. One Oh six, nine. Can't wait to talk to Munch. 
ESPN's lost their goddamn minds. You know what, ESPN? Go back to telling me about how great Barack Obama is. Go back to telling me how bad all the politics in the country are because your sports opinions aren't worth a damn. Dude, they have four articles at ESPN.com right now telling me the Browns are going to be wild card. Not only, dude, they're going to be wild card winners. Jeez. It's insane. That's insane. I mean, to be a wild card even contender, you're going to have to be around 500, 7 and 9, right? At the minimum. Yes. Dude, in our division, you're probably going to have to be better. And here's what I will say. I will say this, that if you were any other team in the league, and you did what the Browns did this offseason, I would think, oh, yeah, that's probably going to be a pretty fast turnaround. Tyrod Taylor's all right. From what you were at quarterback to Tyrod Taylor, and now you got a couple of good wide receivers, you got this, you got that. I, If it weren't the Browns, I'd be like, yeah, ESPN might be right about that. So here's the thing. Maybe they're right, and maybe I just got, like, Browns beat down on me. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm interested to find out what Munch thinks, because I think calling them wild card, like legitimate wild card contenders, I think is crazy. I mean, that's national media now, local media now, saying 500 is not out of the question. Yeah, those guys never know what they're talking. 500, eight and eight, zero oh and sixteen to eight and eight. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. It's hard to buy. Now again, last year I think Tyrod Taylor probably wins you three of those four games that you lost because Deshaun Kaiser could not stop throwing interceptions. So maybe you're closer to eight wins than we think. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm skeptical too, but we still don't know who the opening day quarterback is. I know they they said they're not gonna play Baker. I know. They told me they weren't playing Deshaun Kaiser. They told me they weren't playing Tim Couch. They told me they weren't playing them all. But guess what? When you're this bad, you have to play them. You have to. Otherwise, nobody's coming through the door. Although they were terrible last year and averaged 62,000 fans. <laughs> For as much trouble as the NFL's in, the worst team in the league averaging 62,000 people through the door each and every Sunday. I don't get this story at all out of South Carolina. Okay. I don't get it. I understand the desire to, I really do, and this is going to sound mean, but I understand the desire to end somebody's life. I get how that comes up. I get how like you, your emotions take the better of you, right? What I don't understand is if you are not inside the world of like organized crime, meaning there's at least people who are around who are career criminals, why you think that you're going to be able to find a contract killer is beyond me. Okay. These got a, dudes, got a hit man. they're not on eBay. They're not on Craigslist. This is like, do you got to know? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. So this guy in South Carolina, wait for it, has a black neighbor. Okay. Because God forbid you should have a human being living next to you. Okay. He doesn't want a black neighbor. So what I would do is, I guess, move off of planet Earth. They're literally everywhere. Whatever you do, don't move downtown Canton. Right? That's how you feel. Right? I don't feel that way. I don't have a problem. So I live wherever I want. But this guy reaches out to a white supremacist group. Always on the up and up, them, right? And he hires a guy inside a white supremacist group to kill his black neighbor. And this right here should tell you why this is a bad plan. The dollar amount paid. My dad would always say to me, Daniel, a sucker is born every minute. Make sure you're not it. And also... If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I would walk away from it. Okay? This guy found somebody to kill his black neighbor for $500. Sounds like a bargain, right? Uh, 
I mean, no. like, <laughs> no. Some, some, some. Well, cheap. I got his mugshot, so it wasn't a bargain at all. Here, here's, here's my point. Okay, that yes, I could find an idiot to pull the trigger for five hundred. For sure, I could. But if you're hiring a contract killer, what you're hoping for is to get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, why wouldn't you just do it? Not only that, here's what I would warn you of. You know what contract killers hate? Loose ends. Yeah. You know what you are, the person that paid them to kill somebody? Yeah. A loose end. So I would always worry that once they cashed my check or spent my money, they'd be like, you know what? Let's not leave that guy out there who can point at me and be like, that guy killed somebody. That's a good point. I'm taking him out. This guy paid somebody $500. Dude, I don't know because I've never investigated it because I don't care enough and I don't want to spend any time in jail. And I think he can just for even looking into it. But my guess is a solid contract killer. Somebody who legitimately is going to be able to snuff somebody out for you, walk away from it, get away, everybody ends up okay, is ten grand minimum. You know why? Because I've seen a thousand movies. That's why. Um, I'm very much going to assume that uh, hitmen and contract killers and, and, the, and the like are very much like prostitutes where you can totally find somebody to do it for 25 bucks. At the end of the day, you're right. If, 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 you, go, if you go give the right person $100 and say, hey, go kill that person, they're going to do it. They're going to do it because they're in a desperate situation or whatever. But you're right. There's, there's the one end of it. But at the other end of it... The guy's it, dead, but you're in jail. Right. The, 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 uh, you know, the elite escorts, I believe they're called, that's a $10,000. That's a used car minimum investment there. I, 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 would say, I would say you're spot on when it comes to that number, at least in my uh, estimation. Again, I like the analogy because, again, I've never paid for sex right. outside of like, hey, I'll pick that check up, right? But I've never like paid for a prostitute. Right. I would not be comfortable with a $50 prostitute. Yeah, that's something I want to spend a little bit more money on there. I would be comfortable in the, I think, the $500 range, right? right? Here's Because my thinking, even though this would be crazy, is amount of penises per day. Right, like that's like that's that would be my checklist of hiring the prostitute. And at five at five dollars, yeah, plenty of penises, right, everywhere, right, Just penis right. of plenty, right. But at five hundred, I'm thinking maybe only six today, right, <laughs> right. And so like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay, which is of course crazy. The only thing that I can think of with this hitman situation, and the reason I might feel like, well, this is a an opportunity for a bargain is because he went to a white supremacist group and the fact that it was a black neighbor and it was like, yo, dude, not only do you do you get this 500 bucks, you also get to kill a black guy. You know what I'm saying? I can understand why that was like, all right, well, if I'm, if I'm killing somebody and I get 500 bucks and it's a black dude, you know, I, yes, I'm just as the guy who paid the money. You got to understand that $500 is not enough money no. to get a professional at this Mm-mm. who's going to keep his mouth shut, be able to do the hit clean, not leave fingerprints. Dude, let's be honest. Have you ever seen those movies? You ever seen Mississippi Burning? You ever seen dude, any one of those? First of all, if I'm giving those guys $500 in anything, it's for dentistry. If, if it's for anything. Right? You mean to tell me you think that guy who can barely cut holes into a hood to see straight, you're going to give him $500 and he's going to be able to do this and you're going to walk away clean with it? 
I mean, the stupidity of somebody. Just move. Now, idiot, you wanted to hire a white supremacist to kill your black neighbor? Now you're going to jail. Guess what you're going to be surrounded by? Black neighbors! Way to think this one all the way through, you moron. More Stansbury Show and the reason why Nine Inch Nails is one of the best bands ever. Next on Rock 106.9. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. No. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. And we're anxious to talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports on loan to us from Fox Sports 1350. I want to get his take on ESPN saying the Browns are legitimate wild card contenders. And again, if any other team in the league had done what the, had done what the Browns have done this offseason, I would be like, yeah, all right, I could maybe see that. It's just I have Browns beat down, and I just don't believe. I, I just I, I, I'm resistant. So who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? I don't see it. I don't think you go 0-16 to win in nine games, and I think that's what you'll have to do to be a wild card in the AFC. And I think, honestly, that might be low. But I, yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, like it, that that eight, it eight might not get it done. Nine and seven might not get it done. No, you might have to be ten and six for a wild card. We'll actually, you know, we'll ask much about that. I have, uh, I have always said that I feel like Nine Inch Nails is one of the best bands that can, that came out in my lifetime. Um, again, Pretty Hate Machine pretty much came out late '93, early '94. I think is when it was. No, I'm sorry. Pretty Hate Machine was actually the earlier of the two. I'm sorry. That was 88 or, you know, early 89. Sorry. That's a complete brain fart there. But it's one of the best records ever. And then you get the downward spiral out of Trent Reznor, a couple of other things that have all been good. I mean, he's just in. He is an artist. That's what I mean to say is that Trent Reznor is an artist. There are musicians. There are guys. They're just like four schlubs who don't shower and play bass. And then there are artists. And Trent Reznor is an artist. And he is doing something awesome with his tickets. And I like this. He says, our tickets will be going on sale May 19th, but exclusively at the Physical World pre-sale. And he knows that people are going to ask, what the hell is that? And he says, the promise of a world made better by computers and online connectivity has failed us in many ways, especially when it comes to ticketing. Everything about the process sucks and everyone loses except the reseller. We've decided to try something different that will also likely suck, but in a different way. We're hoping many of you will be happy with the results while some may do what they always do and bitch about it when he's right. People are going to bitch no matter what. So here's how the physical world presale will work. Most of you listening will go, oh yeah, the way I used to have to buy concert tickets. You, and they actually walk you all the way through it, an actual human being, show up at the box office. You'll actually talk to the human being, the ticket seller, and you'll be able to purchase up to four tickets on the spot. They will then be handed to you directly, and they will not be available online or anywhere else before or during that day. All seats, including the best seats, will be available first come, first serve. 
You may actually encounter other actual human beings with similar interests, likely wearing black clothing during the process, and potentially interact with them as well. The experience has the potential to be enjoyable. Nine Inch Nails has always been about bringing people together, living life to the fullest, and good times. That's crazy. I thought of, I thought Nine Inch Nails was about being solo in your room, crying about how hard your life is. Right? I mean, like, what, like bringing people together for good times. Like, what? What? No, Cutter. <laughs> what? Cutter's like being alone. Like, what? Yeah, that that last part's crazy. But when I was growing up, this is how you did it. Like when I told somebody the other day, like, dude, we stood in line at midnight. With lines wrapped around the block for new Metallica records, for midnight releases, and kids look at you like you're nuts. We used to have to wait in line, sleep. I've slept on sidewalks in sleeping bags to get good concert tickets. And people look at you like you're nuts now. And here's what I'll tell you. You know what the difference in that was between now? I actually wanted it. I wanted it. And when I got that record, even if it sucked, I was still happy to have it. Because of what I went through to get it. The anticipation to have it. You can just steal everything now. Everything gets leaked three weeks. Like, as a matter of fact, the Star Wars Solo, that new movie, comes out on May 25th. Except, actually, it's in the theaters on the 24th. Certain select theaters. You, everything, nothing special anymore. This will make things more special. You will care about this more. When you have to, for young people, when you have to call your mother... And tell her that you need to be driven somewhere so you can get tickets, not borrow her debit card number so you can go on Google to get it. You will care more. And when the biggest artists in the world do this, and make no mistake, I know Nine Inch Nails isn't all over your radio every day. They're still one of the biggest artists in the world. Their tour is going to do phenomenally well. His albums always do well. When the biggest artists in the world, artists, more importantly on your on your stat, it's do other artists respect you? And the and the answer is yes. Other artists respect Trent Reznor. What you will see is other artists following suit, and things will get better. This will get better. I uh, obviously Nine Inch Nails has the ability to do this. I think other artists would be challenged to do this because you got to be an A lister right now. Y- yeah, and, and and I would agree. Well, and you have to have that kind of following. I mean, like I, you know, I I I'm gonna say I don't think Nine Inch Nails necessarily like an A list band right now in that sense of like it's, they have an A list following though. Yeah, they have people that are going to buy these tickets. If you're a newer band that's trying to pull this, it's not going to be as well received, and nobody and people are gonna be like, yeah, whatever. Um. Uh, certainly there's a point to what they're doing here. Um, I understand. And certainly when it comes from the perspective of fans get screwed over when it comes to online ticket sales, because scalpers buy up a ton of them. That's a very, very true point. Um, You've always been able to do this, though, and people people live the convenient lifestyle because it's convenient. You know what I mean? You can go up to the box office and go buy tickets. Yeah, but you can't get these anywhere else. Well, right, 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 right. Like you have to do it. I'm this just way. saying from the broader sense of like people, people aren't necessarily going to like run back to this. You could, you could have done this for any other concert, but you're not going to. No, no, no. People aren't going to. Artists are going to. Because why? Ultimately, this is one of the good things Twitter has done. This is one of the good things Facebook will do. Because artists hear your voice. Look, what do I always say? Is that now everybody gets to hear everything everybody thinks. This is one of the good things about it. Artists are sick and tired of hearing their actual fans bitch about how they can't get tickets to shows. They're tired of it. 
They're tired of being yelled at about service charges and this and that and resellers and this and that when it's not their fault. It's not their fault. So a guy who's got enough power went to the powers that be and said, nope, we're doing it this way. And watch. You give it a small amount of time. The big stars of the world, your Taylor Swifts, your Jason Aldeans, your dude, they're going to start to do this. Because this is going to go well. He's going to get a ton of credit for it. And Trent has always been, always been, always has been a visionary. To who he is. To who he's always been. He's an early adapter, Trent was. And I love a guy who made all of his albums on a computer talking about how computers aren't, aren't that great. But he's right. This has screwed this up. And as a matter of fact, the listener's telling us, I remember having to go to JCPenney in Canton to get my concert tickets, and I remember that too. It was just, honestly, it was Randall Park Mall for me. But I remember sleeping outside of it for my Kiss Hot in the Shade tour tickets. And you know what? I love that show. Couldn't wait to go. It meant something to me to have those tickets in my hands for three months before the show, to look at them, the anticipation. There's something about it. Making things so easy is why we don't like anything anymore. It's why it's all like, eh, I don't care. It's why you binge watch a show but watch like six minutes of every episode and you play on your phone because everything's at your fingertips and nothing matters to you anymore. Nothing's tangible. We're going to take this back. It'll be inch by inch, but Trent Reznor is starting to do it right, and I absolutely love it. Munch on sports and a shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106. For the Cavs, for the Buckeyes. For our high schools, okay, for the charge. A little true on the Buckeyes. For for Kent, for Youngstown State, for the Penguins. But the bottom line is that there's a reality. Do I want them to be good? Yes. Do you want them to be good? Yes. But my gosh, people, and what will happen is this will just get them going in a bigger way to say about how this guy's going to be an all-pro like Corey Coleman's going to catch every pass. He's not. Still, I don't think he will be on the team when they open. Here's the one thing, though. Beat Pittsburgh in the opener at home. And you start the culture of winning. That was one of my biggest problems with Sashi. Oh, look at all the draft choices. He would have blown those anyway. However, when you win, you win more games. Last year, I could look at two or three games. Had they been winning? Dude, look, look at on the um, blocked field goal against Baltimore a few years back. They got returned for a touchdown. That's what happens when your team loses. They keep losing. It's kind of crazy to think that this this team, as constructed, has played like zero football together, and we've already got people saying eight and eight, nine and seven. That's the way it's going to be, baby. Um, but at the end of the day, none of us really know because we haven't seen these guys out there playing football. What we have seen is a little bit of uh, you know footage from rookie minicamp right there, and the uh, and the new QB of the uh, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield. Now I read something about Baker. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did, what did you just say? What is that? I love it. So, in other words, he is going to be out there opening day. Well, I don't know about that. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, Munchman, you say beat the Steelers game one. If that is to happen, dude, I'm telling you, chaos in the streets, dude. I am telling you, dude, the the mob runs wild if they beat the Steelers oh, first dude, game out. Browns fans will be insufferable. Oh my God, dude, insufferable it's Monday if they beat the Steelers. Out of control. Ugh. But like I said, we have when they beat the Steelers opening day, I will drive to Canton and hang out and just regular sports hits with you guys in the studio that Love morning. it. Love no, it. Wait, Mark, no, hold Mark on, it. Hold on. Hold on. In the, in the hypothetical world of the Browns beating the Steelers opening day, the three of us are hammered in the dog pound, and nobody, and nobody is on the air Monday morning. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I love it. I love the – well, here's the thing. They could have beat Pittsburgh last year in the opening game, but Deshaun Kaiser screwed it up late in the game. I mean, he was a rookie. It, it happened. So, I mean, I guess it could happen, Munch. Well, hold on. They also had a uh, punk block to lead the game for a touchdown, yeah. too. You, know, you, you can look at every game, 
and see breakdowns in all facets of the game. But guess what? That's coaching, isn't it? Well, let's see what happens to me because I believe that uh, the same director of the orchestra is still there. Nothing personal with him in any way, shape, or form. But you know what? Let's have fun. I don't need people tell me how great Kenny Britt's going to be. Pardon me? I don't need people tell me how great this guy's going to be. You know, I have people saying, well, you know, look at the defense of backfield coming back. We got Bobby Calhoun. Wait a minute. Isn't there a reason? They brought in five defensive backs. Now, here's something else. They're going to have to learn how to play together, too. But let's at least have a culture of winning and change and you know what? Look like we're playing a semblance of football. Guys, how many times have you watched the Browns, away game or gone to the game, you come back home, you flip on the tube, and you're watching a 415 game, and you're going, what the heck is this? Different sport. Because we are watching football. We didn't see that earlier today. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Like you, you can you, you can even you can watch other games and you're like this just looks like something different. We don't even look like we're in this like this league. I would totally agree. Before I let Fantone go off on you on, on the Cavaliers and the Eastern Conference Finals starting on Sunday, three thirty, I believe at the Q. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, actually we're at Boston. Sorry. But uh, I, I do want to talk to you about the Indians because I got a bunch of guys who listen to the show every day who are dyed in the wool Indians fans and do their let's pay- do it. They're panicking. Like they're 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 jumping off the dude. They're jumping off the bleachers already. They're like it's over. Bro, hold on, hold on. How stable are these cats? Tell your bud. Aren't we what? Thirty six games in. Yeah, we're not even at the freaking quarter pole. Okay, if this was a half pole, I would be nervous about it. I do know this behind the scenes. Indians are making some moves in the minors. You know, moving some guys up, saying wow. This guy could be accelerated because he's totally dominating in every way, shape, or form. So you see that happening. Those guys, remember what we said a couple months ago? I came out and said, once the stretch run begins, and every good team does this, that there will be guys contributing that are not on this team right now, whether they're from the minors or whether they're from, quote-unquote, the trade deadline or some deals that are being made. Please talk to these guys. Can I tell you what? Our four starters, and as I said four, which – you have five of these days off for allowing that to be moved back. Our four starters are the envy of baseball in every way, shape, or form. Look at Clover the other day. Gives up three runs. We only scored two. Yeah, he shouldn't have given up a home run to a relief pitcher. However, there's got to be times, too. And I said it, and, oh, my gosh, you're getting on Corey. No, I'm not. I'm just stating the fact that once in a while, if we only score two, it's going to happen. And he's got to hold them to one. The Indians are in good shape. Please knock it off. As as you know, the the starters certainly are the envy of baseball right now. I, I you know you had Cookie Carrasco go out, put a dominant performance up off the mound. I think one of the huge concerns though is the bullpen. Um, but the thing I'm saying about that bullpen is people people got to calm down on the panic button until Andrew Miller gets back in there and reestablishes himself as the as the you know the center point of that bullpen. What's the story on his injury? Are we seeing anything, hearing anything? When's he going to get back up on the mound? He's available this weekend. However, guys, we're playing Kansas City at 12 and 25, okay? If that's the case, and you could use a couple more days, especially, I feel so bad for the Indians, man. Today is supposed to be okay. Cool, but just okay. The rest of the week is supposed to be thunderstorms. They're freaking finally home. And then, of course, on Monday, it goes back to 70 when they hit the road. If it's wet and damp, do not use him. That's why Chisholm Hall went down in the very first game. Wet and damp, don't use him, but he'll be ready to go. That's all you're right. He throws everything a kilter by not having him out there. I would uh, I, I would agree with that. Eastern Conference Finals, I believe, does start Sunday, 3.30, Cavs at Boston. 
Um, I saw Brad Stevens didn't get a single vote for coach of the year, which I think is crazy. He lost not one, but both of his stars. And here he is in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hello, that's coaching. Um, when you when you have the best player of the last 25 years, kind of easy to go deep into the playoffs. Um, I don't I don't think much of our uh, I don't think very much of our Cavaliers coach in Ty Lue. I just don't. I've said from the beginning, all he is is not David Blatt. And I, uh, the, the, I, well, that's it. That's it. That is all he is. You're, all, you're right. All he is is some guy LeBron didn't hate. That's all he is. That's all Ty Lue well, is. Wait a minute, Dan. You know what? His defense has worked wonders for most part against Oladipo, and his defense has worked wonders to shut down pretty much the backcourt of Toronto. we got to give him that, okay? And uh, it's going to be a fun that. series. You know, i got most people, and these are people nationally, saying five games. If that's the case, I'm fine with it. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one though. I don't think I know. I um I think one of the big things that you can look at when 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 you look at Boston and what they've done so far in this postseason and, and Stansbury brings up a good point of you know you lose two of the best players and, and you know but you have a deep team and it's all kind of centered around Al Horford who LeBron and Tristan Thompson have just historically owned. Um, do you see, do you see Double T being a part of this equation when it comes to Al Horford? Is he going to see more minutes out there in this series? No, bro. You know what? If- Anything you just body him up with Tristan. That's all. Although Tristan's going to have to body up on Baines, that young fellow from Australia. Although the man bun's got to go. Okay, he did a yeoman's job off MB to the point, and that's another thing, guys. This freaking uh, jailhouse punk MB, you know, at beating his chest, this and that. He cost his team the game. Missed two layups down the stretch. Had a technical against Baines where he missed three free throws. So play the game first, and they said they'll be back. No guarantee in any way, shape, or form. No, I, I'm sorry, I do, <laughs> but the bottom line is, yeah, you know what? I don't think they need to double him. I really don't. You know, it, depending on who's in the game, and guys, I want you to watch something else soon. I've been saving this. Is that you know you see LeBron bring the ball up the court a lot of times. Kevin Love will toss the ball into him, and you'll see Kevin run right next to LeBron. It's not like hey, we're going to shoulder touch. You know, man, you know, you know, Devon, this and that. LeBron will whisper something to Kevin as he comes up court, sees how the other team is setting up, and watch what Love does. He might say to him, hey, spring Corver for me, and he'll go set the pick on Corver's guy to screen on him. Or he might say, go to your spot, and he'll drive it and get him the ball. This is amazing. His basketball IQ is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that much we do know about LeBron, that as far as like his basketball IQ goes, he's probably, what, second to none in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I really think when you bring up those three guys in particular, Kyle, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Corver, um, Kevin Love, and LeBron James, I mean, the three-man game that they've been able to play, especially against Toronto, it was special to watch. And I think Dwayne Casey kind of talked about it, how when those three go out there and it's working for them, all of a sudden it becomes unguardable because they're all very good improv basketball players and they all know what they're doing out there. So, fingers crossed that that's the way it goes. Um, Kevin Love, obviously, you know, he, he had a great Toronto. Toronto series, can we expect the same thing out of them when they go into Boston? Bro, yes, you can. And people forget, you know what? Game seven against Indiana, you look at his stat line, not good. But when LeBron went down late in the game, he did score five points. In the first Toronto game, didn't get on track. Still diving for loose balls, still making plays late in the game. And, Danny, you're going to love this. J.R. is going to be huge. Why? He's been shooting under par at Lakewood Country Club, okay? And he nice. Says, he says, he said, there's two things in the world. I'm going to joke on this, but this is what JR said to the media. There's two things in the world. They calm him down. They're both green. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's all I'm saying. Nice. <laughs> nice. Here's what I'll tell you as a golfer that I agree. So he's, that- talk, he's, talking, 
He's talking fairways and the greens, right? Wow. Well, well, I think maybe. I think maybe not so much. Wait a minute. I, uh, what are you guys thinking about? But I will say that, Jr. I will say this, that if he's hitting his, <laughs> go- if, if he's hitting his golf swing well, like if his swing's going well, I could see that leading to confidence in his jumper, for sure. It's a, it's a, There's something about that right. connection. I could see that being a good thing. I think we will need Jr. to shoot well in this series. I'm a little bit, I'm always a, a little bit of a naysayer. I think it's Cavs and Six. I think this Boston team is way stronger than people want to give it credit for, and I think as far as like the coaching goes, in and oh, out, they're good. In and out of timeouts, dude. Ty Lue's going to be lost against Brad Stevens in and out of timeouts and change up, <laughs> dude. That guy is the most overrated NBA coach there is. Without LeBron James, wow. dude. Without LeBron James, Ty Lue would be exposed as a guy who should not be an NBA coach. That's just my guess. As a guy who doesn't hey, know, you know how to what? coach at the NBA level. You've got good takes on that one, too. We'll see what happens. Remember this, guys. They are where no one thought they would be at this. I didn't think they'd get by Milwaukee. A lot of us coaching also. You have two of the brighter young players in the league in Brown and Tatum. Brown won't start next year when the other guys come back. Marcus Smart, he's your pest. Yep. He's your Stevenson, except he's not as nasty because he hasn't been around so long. He's going to try to do some stuff for LeBron, see what he can do on him in a big, big way. But no, it's a good, good basketball team with a great, great coach. I think it's Cavs and six. I do think I don't think they're quite ready without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, but I do think it's Cavs and six. That's Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports. Catch them weekdays at three. Fox Sports thirteen fifty everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too, my man. We'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. You guys have Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. Pass on another $1,000 coming up at 8.10 this morning. I, uh, I'm i watching this video right now from Boston Dynamics where their robots now can are like jogging outside. They're jumping over obstacles when they come up to them. And Jeez. all this from the companies that keep telling me how AI is not out to take my job and make me irrelevant. You know, irrelevant. How all of us are going to be fine. Remember, this is what I kept trying to tell you guys about Elon Musk. That's why I like that guy. Because Elon tells you what goes against what his better like bottom line would be. He tells you, dude, we got to slow AI way down. We're already at the point where most AI could, could make most of you obsolete. We're already there. He's like, we got to slow this down. Don't believe these companies that are telling you how AI is not after your job. Because it absolutely 100% is. And when you watch these robots, dude, who can jump over things and run faster than you probably can because of how much you eat already... That is terrifying, dude. I don't care what those people tell me, dude. I am afraid of it. I I know enough to be afraid of it. And the one guy smart enough to build it is telling you, yeah, dude, be afraid of this. That's how. That's why I trust that guy and look at Mark Zuckerberg and go, yeah, dude, I don't buy it. Like, dude, I'm on Team Musk. Elon tells you the real deal. Tells me what goes against what his bottom line would be. Tells me that, yeah, dude, you should be afraid of this. That's why I trust him and not Mark Zuckerberg. That is terrifying. Something really weird, actually, with uh, her job is happening with a friend of mine. She moved to another city in Ohio to take a job. And it doesn't pay a ton. But it's the beginning. She's in, like, the early part of a career, right? Okay. So she's starting a job, much like this one. When you get your first job in radio, well, actually, this job pays like my first job in radio did. But, like, when you get your first job, and actually, maybe a little less, to be honest with you, that you... you um. 
you know, you're like, well, I'm going into a career, so I'll take a little bit less. I'll, I'll, I'll do some time investing in myself, and then you know, I'll better myself, and then I'll get a better job, right? Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of careers, that's the ladder you have to climb. Is things start obviously low and work their way up, and like, hopefully, you've got the grit and determination to see your way through it, and you know, reach the top of it. So she was at her office the other day, and I'm not going to tell you what she does, but she was at her office the other day. And she was just having a conversation with some coworkers and it came out through that conversation that um, she is also working part time somewhere else. Now, they are not conflicting. It is not a similar workspace. They are not in the same business. It's not like it's not a conflict of interest. Yeah, I understand why if you work in like the financial sector, you can't have two bank jobs, but you can have a bank job and a serving job. You know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. Right? So, a coworker who I believe is somewhat of a superior to her said to her, Oh, well, that's against our company policy. I have to email HR and tell them that you're mm-hmm. working another job. And I said to her, I was like, What? Wait, what? Run that by me one more time. And she was like, They told me it's against my company's policy to have a part time job. I said, Well, would it be against your company's policy to be a single mom? Because a part-time job is about what, like, right? It's going to pull you away. It's just, uh, Kids are going to pull you away. Are you not allowed to have children working for this company? I said, that's one of the most un-American things I've ever heard in my life. You're not going to allow me to make a living? Um, it's, I, I agree with you that, like, why would this company do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Why would you care? But at the end of the day, it's certainly at will employment. And if that's one of the things that they made clear in their contract. Yeah, see, but that's, that's just it. First of all, they didn't make it clear to her when they hired her. This is something she got told in a hallway. She was never told when they hired her. They're going to lean back and say it's in the employee handbook. However, this is what I'll tell you about American business. Because this other companies I have worked for have done this a thousand times. Which is, dude, companies will tell you you're not allowed to do stuff, and they know you're dumb. And they know on top of that, you're really what you are is not dumb. Really what you are is lazy. And you won't go look. You won't research. And you'll just swallow whatever it takes because you need the job so bad, and you need to be paid so bad, that companies get away with doing things they're not allowed to do by you being in fear and being lazy about doing the hard work to find out who's right. Yeah, I mean, who's reading what's put in front of them. In those I'm telling situations. you right now, I guarantee you my boss has never read the employee handbook for where we work. Um, And like when that happens, I guess it's hard for me to be like, well, I didn't know this was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I, yeah, I understand the frustration from her end and like the, Hey, this isn't just, this isn't the way that it's supposed to be. But like, it's, it's like, it's like not reading a contract put in front of you. This is one of those things where I think a company thought, Oh, we'll just put this in here and because we'll, we want this. But technically, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. It sounds un-American and it actually sounds illegal to me. Oh, I don't I don't think that's I don't think you're going to get any legal issues. You as you as a company can make that decision. I you, think you can make the decision that I'm not allowed to make a living that you're not allowed to be employed anywhere else. I think that is th- I've never I know a thousand people more. I talk to a thousand more every day. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm saying I've never heard of this anywhere else but this one particular place. Now, what I will tell you, her company, much like mine, should be embarrassed about the fact that you have to go somewhere else to supply your living. I would agree with that. But I don't think that they should be able to tell you that. 
Like that's crazy. It, yes, like I at the core, I'm agreeing with you that like yeah, you shouldn't do that, and that shouldn't be okay. I, just I told think, her to walk. I just think at will employment. Well, that's your option, and that's the whole thing. Is like yeah, like you always have the ability to quit your job if you don't agree to these terms and conditions. Then it would make me absolutely crazy to work for a company that wasn't paying me enough to stay alive, and then told me I was not allowed to go make money to stay alive. Like, I'll give this place this. At least they don't tell the Agora to fire me and not let me work there. Right. At least they don't do that. At least they allow me the opportunity to go up there and work Friday and Saturday night to make rent. I will give them that. I told her to walk. You got to get out of there. What the hell's the matter with that place? And like I said, what, like, th- this is what they're trying to, to tell her how to spend her time away from work. That's not all right. That's not okay. Now, again, this isn't about what she posted on Facebook that is in, you know, that, that sheds her company in a poor light or is going to drive, co- you know, consumers away from what it is they do. Nothing like that. They're trying to tell this woman how she can spend her private time off the clock. And for me, that would be a hard no. I would look at that boss and be like, no, bro, you are not, you control me while I'm inside these walls. You will not control me when I'm not. Again, when if you're going to bring negative attention on them by what you're doing online, that's a different thing. She is not all she is doing is supplying a life for herself, and they're trying to depict how she's spending her free time. And my guess is, if she was changing the diapers of her three year old, you wouldn't care. So why do you care if she's going to put more money in her pocket? Is it because it shines a light on the fact that you're not paying her enough? Are you embarrassed by that? Are you afraid that that story's going to get out and that your pay practices will be all over the news? Is that what you're worried about? I told this woman to walk. Nobody should be able to tell you you can't earn a living in this country. You have the right to put money in your pocket. That's one of the most American ideals we have, and we need to stick to it. That is terrible. That is awful business practice. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. I'm shaking my head because of something I'm reading on, on online. This from a guy down the hallway. I wonder if the if the salon plays this no root song. Yikes. Yikes. Crickets on that one, buddy. Uh, I'm sure he thought it was funny when he wrote it in his head. Have you heard the no root song? No. Okay, it's not very good. I don't. We can I, do turn Tuesday. It's it's like catching on. I think it's going to be a big song this summer. Well, but. well Tuesday it is. Then. All right. Good. Look at us getting next week planned out, dude. We usually don't do this until we'll never. Good, good job, boys. I, uh, I'm disturbed by the amount of people who are writing and telling me their job will not allow them to have another job. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, and it is 100% legal. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it is 100%. I'm sure because business creates policy because they're the ones with the money. So of course business is going to you know what I mean they're going to back the you know they're going to, going to back the politicians they want to get the laws that they want written that's the way it works that's why we all get screwed over because we don't have any money that's what I'm always telling you money absolutely matters don't let anybody ever tell you money doesn't matter it's the only thing that matters and it's also the thing that gives you your freedom because if you have enough money you can look at your boss and go you know what screw you dick I'm not doing that I'm not accepting this see ya but because you don't have any and I don't have any we got to take crap that falls down the hill because money is the only thing that matters but it is disturbing that that many companies care about what you're doing I my thing is this I hate when people want to try to decide what my time will be when w- w- within the hours that I'm supposed to be in the building fine you own me 
Tell me what you want. I'll do what you want. I'll be the good little soldier, whatever you need, right? I'll, I'll totally mark out and, and be the, the, the good little corporate soldier. I'll wear red and gray sweatshirts if you want me to. Says the dude who hasn't read his corporate email in the last three months. Yeah, I haven't. There's, dude, the corporate email box is the bad news machine. It's just, you know what I mean? It's it, it's either the CEO telling me how things are going to be great. Yeah, it's, everything's fine. Everything's or my perfect. boss telling me how everything's going to hell. It's on fire. It's like, dude, you two get together and tell me which one it is. Is everything going to be fine oh. or is everything on fire? Yes. You guys figure it out and then tell me, sell me one lie. But Pick which lie we're going to sell me and then sell me on it. But trying to decide how I get to spend my free time would make me absolutely crazy. I think at this point, though, like you you feel that way. But the truth is, is we already live this way. Like, and I don't know if this tube's going back in the pace. I mean, I, no, you're screwed. Right. It, it, dude, the war's been fought. Industry won you, you, like 100 years ago. We can make the arguments of like, well, I should be able to just do what I want and say what I want. But like when that happens, you, you like how many how many times do we have to see somebody fired on social media for saying something? And it's like, well, yeah, you can do that. So they already own your off time. That's already happening. Yeah. But what you say publicly can negatively affect them when my, I don't think especially if you're talking about them. Now, I think that that's the really that where that rule should be. That if you say or do something that affects that space, then you should be terminated. I don't think they should care about what what you think about a T-ball game you're at. I don't get why people get fired over stuff like well, that. Well, but I mean if 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 you're putting yourself out there in a negative fashion and you're out there on on social media saying like you know, I don't know. I mean, you're a drug dealer or you're, you know, something, something that, that the company doesn't necessarily want to associate with. And like, I, I look, I, you know, I am no supporter of like, well, yeah, we should just give corporations the right to do whatever the hell they want to do. Of course, I do not think that, dude. I fundamentally think other than that. But at the end of the day, like this is this is the reality that we have in front of us right now. That one I don't and, like. And, and, and when it comes to, well, they shouldn't be able to tell me I don't have another job at that point. What they're saying is, is that frequently enough employees that have two jobs, their primary job responsibilities are negatively impacted. Yeah, by that's it. a lie, though, and so th- th- that's a total lie. And here's the thing: then, okay, fine, if that's what it is, because because the job I have in my free time is is, is negatively affecting the, like what you're going to consider like my actual job. Then, okay, then let's take all the computers out of the desk so nobody's on eBay, so nobody's you know doing fantasy football, so nobody's checking the Indians box score. Do, you see what I'm saying? Nobody is product. Nobody is productive at work. Nobody. We're uh, this is what I'm. Uh, this is why I say this is why pay scales are down because. None of us do anything. How, but how many? How many businesses have restricted websites within their building? Countless. The fact that we don't amazes me, and the fact that we don't, I think, is just based on the fact of 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 who knows what you guys are going to get into. Therefore, we have to give you open access. But I'm sure just as many people telling you that they are not allowed to have two jobs could tell you right now that Facebook.com is blocked on their on their internet browser at their at their job. This woman's telling me she's a bank teller. Like why would a bank first of all why would a bank care what you where you work when when the bank's closed why do they care? I, I think it just goes back to they do this because they can. That's why, dude. This is this is why this happens. All right, and I just thought about this, but this is of course why it happens, and this is why this is a rule where you work because you're probably a good employee, and we're not giving you to anybody else. If anybody's going to screw you over, we're going to be the ones to do it. 
That's what this is. They're worried what, you, what that a good employee is going to see the other side of the fence and be like, well, dude, what the hell am I doing over there? See another opportunity, have, have another chance in front of them. Yeah, and I think that's a part of it, too, is that they want to reduce employee turnover, unless it's on their terms, obviously, where we sure. fire you, we riff you, whatever happens there. At any chance but, they get, by the but way. But they do want to reduce that where it's like, hey, once we have you in our system, I can't have you looking over on the other side of the field and thinking like, all right, well, this grass is a little bit greener over here. I, I, I can't put I can't put our business in that situation. If Rock 1069 wants to tell me, dude, you cannot do mornings here and then go do afternoons at O&E, that is fine. But if Rock 1069 wants to tell me, dude, if you do mornings here, you're not allowed to serve drinks on Saturday night, I would be furious. And honestly, dude, this is why I keep screwing up my career is because I'm the kind of guy who then if you push me to that point, it's F you, I'll go serve drinks. Like, I, dude, that stuff would make me absolutely crazy to deal with. I could not, I could not work under those, under those systems, dude. I could not do it. And again, dude, this is what I was telling you earlier to start the show. Quit swallowing that lie from Hollywood and Madison Avenue about how money doesn't matter and love's all you need. We're showing you through multiple conversations this morning that money is, in fact, the only thing ultimately at the end of the day you really need. More Stansberry Show and the money you need next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have those dead and company tickets. We'll pass those out around 8.30 this morning. I, uh, I read this, and I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is I don't believe that this area is big enough for this. All right. And if you were to tell me that JFK, LaGuardia, LAX... Um, it, you know what I mean? A- Atlanta, which has got a huge airport that's a pain in the ass to be in. Chicago O'Hare is not great. That if you were to tell me that those airports were going to do this because of the amount of traffic and the amount of people living in those areas, I'd be like, okay, I still don't like it, but I could get how you could have to get there. But Akron Canton Airport is going to do something I don't like. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't do it just because I don't like it. But I love that airport. I find it to be wildly convenient. Last couple of times I've flown, I, I well, actually, the last time I flew, uh, that isn't true. But the last couple of times before that, I did fly out of there. I love that airport. Super easy. You're in and out of security super fast. It's super convenient because I live right here. I love the Akron Canton Airport. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like this because I think that this is going to make it a little bit more inconvenient. Okay. What they're going to do, and starting this month, according to Fox 8, is Akron Canton Airport will now require Uber and Lyft drivers, share riders, these drivers to buy a permit enable, that will enable them to then sit on property and wait for people coming out of the airport who need a ride or who have, who selected an Uber from like baggage claim. Okay. okay. Now they do have a cell phone lot. Yeah. At Akron Canton. Uh, Airport, which I believe is a lot where what where you're like going to pick a friend up and you tell them I'm in this lot, yep. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that way you're not because you know how it's set up there where like since it's kind of it's a smaller airport and that's one of the great parts about it. That's what you, I love about it. You you don't have a lot of room up by baggage to like be you can't park your car up there because it would just clog everything up. So it's one of those things that if you have your you know your buddy waiting to come pick you up or whatever, um. 
they they would park in the cell phone lot, and then as you grab your bag, you can call them, and they can come up and get you. So they're now going to charge Uber and Lyft drivers for an annual permit, $400, to pick up people from the airport. So I did some ma- So I did some math for you, okay? We're about a mile away from the Akron-Canton Airport where we sit right here. Mm-hmm. But I have used Uber. Now, I've never used Lyft for this ride, but I have used Uber from Akron-Canton Airport to my house. That ride cost me $15, okay? So by my math, you would have to do over 33 rides from the airport to downtown before you're in profit. 33. Well, and you got to think, too, like, that's not necessarily that $15 isn't all going to your Uber driver. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they, they don't get all that money. Like Uber gets some of that money. Number one, that's a, you you know what? I completely missed that. You could double it. So we can say 60, 60, 70 rides before you make that profitable from, from the airport to downtown. Not worth it. And then you got to think, dude, you're paying gas. You're paying, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like it's, yeah, that money goes to you, but it's not all going to you. And it's not uh, certainly not all going into profit there. I, uh, yeah, I, I I don't like this. I like I said, I think in a busier airport you got to do what you got to do. And in some of those other airports what they're going to do is they're going to protect cab drivers in certain situations, but Akron Canton's not there. Well, the thing that I'm going to say about this and the way that they have this worded is that they have it so that people if you're going to sit on property waiting, if you are an Uber driver and you go sit in the parking lot of I don't know, that Dunkin Donuts right there is really close to the airport. Um, if you go sit in that Dunkin' Donuts, I don't think you need the permit to go pick them up and wait for Like, if you're just waiting for them and you wait for that Uber and it's okay, it takes you five minutes to get up there. I think it's when you are, when your car is parked in one of their lots, that's when it comes into play. I guess they charge the taxi drivers who do it to sit there and wait. Yeah. Because Lisa D, who is uh, the director of marketing over there, and she's a friend of the program, we know her a little bit, says this is just being fair to all of our transportation companies. So if we're going to be charging the taxi drivers, it's fair to be charging Uber and Lyft drivers. Okay, that's okay. Yes, that is true. If you're going to charge an organization, then I get that. I didn't realize they were charging cab companies to do that. But the thing with that is at that point, you're charging a company. You're not charging Uber, you're charging their drivers. You're not charging the taxi driver, you're charging the taxi company, right? I mean, like, ABC ABC Taxi's probably covering that. Uber's not covering that. Jim, the Uber driver, is covering that. Drivers without a permit, you can still pick up and drop off riders at the terminal, but we'll have to wait for for your consumers off-site and will not be permitted to linger on airport grounds. Now, what I will say is... The difference between Uber and a cab company is, is you're normally in an unmarked car. And if I were an airport, I would want to reduce the amount of unmarked cars are just hanging around in my parking lot, given what we've seen happen in airports. So that part, I kind of get that. And if you're charging one, then you got to charge the other. It's just, I would be careful about not, uh, the thing that makes Akron Canton Airport so great is the convenience. Right. And if you stop being super convenient, then what am I doing this for? At the end of the day, if I'm an Uber driver, like I said, just go park at the Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what's gonna happen here is because 
at that point, you're close enough where if you get that bing, you're like, okay, I'm going. I got that. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going. I mean, that's the nice thing about Canton is that you could literally be on the other side of Canton. But if I request an Uber when I'm at baggage claim, you're going to be there by the time I walk out of the airport. 15, 20 minutes. You yeah. could spit across this town. So I guess that part's not not so bad. It just seemed to me like, eh, we're just going to ring up Uber and Lyft. But if you're doing it to the to the transportation companies and the limo companies and that kind of stuff, then yeah, I guess you would have to do that. I wonder if Uber just won't pick this up. If they won't be like, you know what, we'll we'll reach out, we'll we'll reach a deal with the air, you know, with the airport. Oh no, dude, they're gonna put it on the drivers for sure. Why would they? What what? Why? You know what I'm saying? Like, use to overtake the use. At the end of the day, I think people still uh, still feel more comfortable using Ubers nowadays than like taxis. So I, I think, really? yeah, I think at the end of the day, most people. Probably more comfortable with that. Than- oh, see, I still feel more comfortable with a taxi. I just use Uber, especially here, because it's much more convenient. As a matter of fact, when I tried to use a taxi, my first time ever in Canton over Hall of Fame weekend, the one taxi company left me out there three and a half hours before calling me back and telling me they couldn't pick me up. And that's why people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's that's enough for people to to, to stick with this. And I think there's no way Uber covers it. No way. Now, they've been a little resistant to be decent. As far as like their business practices go, I love the service. I use it all the time. I, I will I will continue to. I've never. I should knock on wood, but I've never had a negative Uber experience ever in the history of you. And I've used it in many many cities: Boston, Chicago, Vegas, here. I mean everywhere. And I've never had a bad experience using Uber, not one time. I absolutely love that service. I know other people have had some different things happen with it. I just worry, dude. Like Akron Canton Airport, dude. You're super convenient. Let's not do things that are going to make you less convenient and make me have to drive an hour to use an airport you're shot at a thousand dollars right now 106.9 welcome back to the sandsbury show we're on rock 106.9 we're online for you at wrqk.com pass out another thousand dollars 910 but we will have those dead and company tickets for you here momentarily i read one of these things online that tells you about how you should i need to be cleaning out your life all right clean out your life right and all of these blogs and, like, opinion pieces are all written by people who could not make it as journalists. You do have to put all of these things through this filter, right? These are all people who went and got a degree in journalism in a decade where that was foolish because there aren't the jobs to do it. And so they got to write about something. And so they end up telling you, this is what you should do. Meanwhile, they're living in their parents' basement because they chose a career that doesn't pay anything anymore, and yet they feel like they can tell you what to do, right? But these are the eight friends you need to get out of your life. Make sure you get these eight people out of your life. When I read over these, you're going to realize these are the only eight people in your life because these are the only eight people made. Okay. There's only like 11 different personalities in the world. I think it's actually less. I think it's seven is what experts say. There are seven personalities, I think is what it is. But there are not that many different variations of people. And honestly, if you're a certain age, these people have already are probably already left your life anyway because it's like, I don't know, dude, what are we, 35? Like, what are we still hanging out? Like, Go to work <laughs> and tell me about the people you work with. They are, you're going to be able to spot Susan from your last office and Becky at your new one. Becky is the new, is, oh, Becky, Susan. Oh, okay, Tim is John. You can do this. It's because people are the same everywhere you go, right? We're not that different. So they tell me the eight friends I need to get out of my life right now. 
Get the player out of your life. You know, that one guy that all he thinks about is getting laid? You mean every man ever? First of all, you probably don't know a real player because they're really not that many of them. Like, I know a lot of us sell ourselves on that's what they are, what we are, but we're really not. At the end of the day, dude, it's incredibly difficult to be a real player, and most guys don't have it in them. The thing that I'll say about that is I do kind of hate when single dude is like, you know, like, all right, so you go out with a couple of your buddies or whatever, and he's like, well, dude, there's not enough tricks here for me. And it's like, well, we're not moving the entire order of operations here just so you can try to, you know, strike out tonight. You know what I mean? Like, all right, if you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. But, like, don't expect the entire night to be planned around your penis. Well, dead club's a dead club. If there's nobody in there, get the hell out of there and go to a cool, and go to a cool bar for your buddy. I disagree. I would go where the action is. I'm with, I'm with the buddy. Go where the action is. The other uh, fan, uh, the other person you got to get out of your life is the sports fanatic. You know, the guy who watches every game, uh, he watches all the sports. When he's not updating his fantasy team, he's emailing you articles or and you know on, on what you should do. We call this guy here at, at the show Dustin. This is this is what this is what we call <laughs> Dustin. Is what we call this guy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the sports fanatic guy. Yeah, at the end of the day, sports are always a good. A conversation to get into whether you whether you're so really close with somebody or it's like hey I'm just trying to like fill this time at the bar with you I I, I disagree with that the single guy is a guy you cut out of your life he's a nice guy but he can't seem to find the right person he also feels the need to talk to you about it constantly and so that that, that that's that's him unfairly dumping his purse out on you and you don't need that kind of stress in your life or we could just call you a bad friend who won't listen to somebody's problems. Maybe that's what we'll call you. Yeah, I think I think I think saying like, oh, single people, boy, aren't they the worst? I mean, like, number one, you're going to find yourself in that situation again. So be careful with what you say. Um, now, the more thing of that to me is now, if you are the I'm just going to complain to you all the time. And here's the problems and the trials and tribulations of my life. I have a problem with that. It's not because you're single. It's because you're a whiner. I don't want to. I, I, I won't deal with that. Yeah, no, I don't like whiners either. They say, tell your friend that life is more about landing the right woman and he needs to find some other hobbies in order to be appealing to another person. Oh my god. You know what makes you appealing to another person? Looking good, wearing the right thing, having a job, having a little bit of money, good credit probably helps. Nobody wants a broke person who doesn't shower. That's what helps you be attractive to the other person, not being ultra interesting and having a weird hobby. Nobody cares that you own a pet lemur. Don't you you're always, a weirdo. Don't you always feel like, though, that the thing that you always say about women is like, well, I'm just not interested in you? Like, you're just not that interesting of a person? Yeah, I, you do need to be. There does need to be some interest, but let's be honest. How many times have I gone to bed with a hot chick that I didn't find interesting? Every last time. Every every last time, dude. At the end of the day, dude, you're either attractive to the other person or you're not. Nothing you do is going to change that. The old man is a friend you need to get rid of. You know, the one that was like got married way too young, has two kids. All he ever talks about is his 401k. Oh, you mean the guy who has everything that you constantly talk about wishing that you had? Yeah, let's by all means get the example of the way I want my life out of my life so I can't figure out how to do it. And I would say most times that that person has probably removed himself from that situation anyway. You know what I mean? Like, dude, at the end of the day, birds of a feather flock together. If you hang out with people like that, you will end up finding your life to be like that. If that's if those are the things in your life you want, those are the people you should be around. This is the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. Now, this is 
a this is probably solid advice for a lot of guys. And I said this earlier this year about Tristan Thompson and the Cavaliers. They're saying get the cheater out of your life. And what did I say what the problem with Tristan Thompson was? It wasn't Khloe Kardashian. They had already moved on it. It's going to be on the TV show in this. It's Savannah and the other Cavs' wives who are now eyeballing their husband like, well, that's what Tristan was doing. I know he wasn't in the club alone. Where were you? Right? That's the reason why you get the cheater out of your life. Because if you constantly hang out with that guy and your girlfriend or wife knows, she then is going to give you grief about what you're doing when you're hanging out with them. That's it's self preservation. This isn't about him. It's get that person out of your life to save yourself the headache of it. And that person frequently asks you to be a liar and like anytime that happens, that's a very big like I say it all no, the time like, about my uh, about my friends who cheat. And I got a lot of them who do. I got a lot of them who do, and I say it all the time about my friends who cheat. I will never just pick up the phone and call your wife and or girlfriend and tell them what you did. But if I find her, like I have many, many times, pounding on my door at 2 a.m. wondering where you are, I'm not lying for you either. This is where he is. This is who he's with. Sorry. You guys should probably get this figured out. I agree. Get the cheater out of your life. The living in the past friend, and I would agree, you got to get rid of this person. I heard this once from Cat Williams, and I loved it. If you were selling weed last year and you're not selling Coke this year, goodbye. I hang out with people who keep it pushing. I keep it moving around here is what Cat Williams always said. If you're still living off of what you did 10, 15 years ago, bro, you got to go. I'm not trying to be stuck with somebody who can't get past the fact that you were the best high school offensive guard in Stark State history. I don't care. I don't care. Don't talk to me about it. A little bit of nostalgia, I think, is going to happen when you meet up with people from your past, but like you can't live in it. You know what I mean? No. Like you, you can't. No, it was honestly, I, I, dude, I hate that guy. And the undependable person they say get rid of. Well, yeah. But did you think I needed a men's health article to tell me to get rid of somebody who tells me they're going to be there at 8, but they don't show up till 1030? That kind of stuff makes me crazy. And by now, I would think by my age, you should have your friends list honed down pretty well. You should also be a reliable person. If, if, if you're that friend, if you're constantly late, dude, it's a sign of disrespect to everybody you deal with. And you're going to be like, oh, I know, but I'm just a late person. And no. it's like, no, you make that decision every single time you're late. And you make that decision to disrespect that person you are late with, dude. I uh, I, that's that's something to me where it's just like you 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 do deserve to be like you know ostracized for that. I agree. I totally agree. It's if you say you're good. I this is what I hate. If you tell me you're going to do something, then do it. Don't be one of these people who's going to tell me I'm going to do something, and then I got to track you down and do it and this and that. I hate being late. My dad hated being late. He hated the fact that my mom made him late and I heard him scream about it at the bottom of the steps for 30 years. And so it's just kind of had me and broadcasting actually kind of taught me that too. Munch was actually one of the guys that taught me this. You have very, to be on time in this industry. Ver, ver, very early in my career, Munch once told me, if you're not 15 minutes early, I consider you late. Sansbury, if I want you in the door at 8, you better be at your desk and sitting in that chair and ready to do what I need you to do at 7.45. And I have lived that way up until I took this job because sometimes, you know, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is kind of hard. Sometimes you got to stroll a little late. But the rest of you, get to your goddamn cubicles on time. Those Dead & Company tickets, their show June 20th out of Blossom. Let's get you hooked up. We'll take caller 30, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. Buried the lead a little bit this morning thus far. I had completely forgotten that Fantone yesterday spent some time at a place I was already at called uh, Elite Security Consultants. You can find them on Market right outside of downtown. Actually, right next to CSE, uh, my bank I use. And um, they're a a, uh, security agency. And they're looking to hire about 100 people right now, as a matter yeah. of fact. You give them a call. They, they're telling me they can put you to work as early as this evening. Um, you will have to pass a couple of tests, talk screen, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? But they're looking to hire, and I think the job starts at like $16 an hour or whatever they were telling me. Correct. But they took you through. What this is is they have like a safe house. Yeah. And you got to like clear the house. And what they do is they give you a... A like like a nine millimeter gun, and it fires not blanks. It fires real like casings that are filled with like laundry detergent. Is what I believe is what what was in there, right? And so you fire, and then are fired upon, and you have to clear bodies and pull needles out, and like do like this whole thing. And the the music's cranked up really loud in there. You got an IFB in your ear. They're walking you through. You're you know stuffing and cuffing. You're in hot pursuit. How'd that go? Dude, that was unlike anything I've ever done before. I'm like, I mean that. Okay, so I like, mean that. Let's talk about this. Because okay. when I went there that day, it was like, it was, there was a little bit of like sitting in the office, getting to know them. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, right. let's skip through this part, right? right? And so like, there was part of me that was like, uh, is this going to be as cool as they're telling? Because I thought, right. I thought a little bit of it is like, okay, you guys are involved in this. So you think it's awesome. Of course. You're going to run me through it. And I'm going to be like, nah, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? All right. And then they opened that first door and a dude started shooting at me. I was like, this is the greatest day ever now really you know what what i said and what i kind of compared it to them with yesterday as i walked out i was like that's that's it's not a roller coaster that's not a haunted house that's its own experience exactly right and those are the two things i could at least put it closest to but it's still its own world it's still its own thing dude because you're right man so they get you all like riot geared up and you know i mean you got a vest your boys got the vest the helmet the mask everything got the gun on the side dude got my little flashlight going in and you're right and so this music and when we say blasting i mean loud just metal music blasting at you. It's so disoriented. It's dark in there. There's strobe lights going. Side note, they should program this radio station. (laughs) The whole thing, the whole thing, and they told me, they're like, we burn, we burn tea bags in here before you come in so you have a smell in your nose. It smells like weeds burning. You're disoriented. You don't know what's going on at this point. And so, I'm trying that one on my neighbor. (laughs) No, burning tea bags. It's just just the tea bags. I'm trying that one on the neighbor. So, so, it's me and, you know, one of the guys that works there. We've got three bad guys in our building, so we're going to have to, you know, clear them out. And so Stopping he, he he opens up that first door and he clears his side and I start pulling around and as I start walking out that door dude jumps up and starts licking off shots at my what? partner not even at me so I pull out and boom 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 goes down dude first dude out of the gate nice. your boy just boom puts him down nice so I'm pumped at that point man yeah. I am fired up I'm ready to go we start going around the corner we're clearing perps dude we gotta get over his stuff my partner shot the other two dude it was absolutely it was like you can hear it in my voice it was an adrenaline I rush I can hear in the way you're saying things my partner it was an adrenaline oh, dude yeah dude hey, we've got a two man team right there um, it's something that I'll totally want to do again no question about it um, there was just so many like it went quick but at the same time it felt like it was like 
It's slow motion in a sense. Like it. Well, what it is, I'll tell you what it is, why it feels quick, is that when you're done, you just want to do it again. Yeah. It's it's like having a pass to jog a lake where you're like, I can go on the double loop again. It's like, that's, that's what it is, is that as soon as you're done, you're like, oh, now that I got, because what it is, is you're a little fearful the first time. Because you're like, well, this is new. I've never right. done it. I don't know what to do. Once you've done it, you're like, dude, let me back in there. I know what I'm doing now. Somebody's licking shots off at you. That's never happened to me before. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that alone, it was just like, Bruh! The thing I thought was so cool about it is that the guy who shot at me was, like, hiding behind something. Right. But you could see the gunfire. Yeah. Like, you could see, like, you know what I mean, what happens at the tip of a gun when you fire it. And so it was like, because you can't hear much in there. No, because Stu Haas is just blaring through it. Yeah, like I said, dude, that guy's got great taste in music. He should program Rock 1069. Uh, he should program Pebble 1069. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it um, it's not like paintball. Like, I've done paintball. I've done laser no, tag. Those are fun, but it's not that. It's, it's something else. It's way cooler else. than that. It, it, it is. It's way cooler than that. Now, they work with you know police forces across the state yeah. and give them that training because I guess a lot of departments don't have these capabilities um, so they'll run actual SWAT teams through there, and I know CPD has done it and, and things like yeah. that. But what they're working on, not only you know, uh, you know, making sure the bad guys don't shoot them, also you know, making sure that they clear the rooms and stuff. But they've got to go in there, and you're right. There's going to be bodies in there. You got to make sure you don't shoot the kid. There's drug things in there that you have to be like, like cautious of. And for me, just to walk through it, but like to think that I had to do all of that, like like bringing up weapons and, and, and clearing stuff, like, man, oh man, does it give you perspective on what officers are truly uh, dealing with right there? Uh, I, dude, I said when they did it to me, I said, you know what? You shouldn't, this because here's what, we're working on an event where we're going to be able to bring a bunch of people out and you're going to be able to try this, right? That That's what we're working on. But when I got done doing it, I said, everybody should have to do this because you would judge cops less. Well, and deep down inside, I knew I was safe. You know what I'm saying? Deep right. down inside, I knew if I was in that situation, those were real bullets, don't, bro. Don't fire the gun at all, and you're still going to be fine. Right. right. Exactly right. But in the real in, in real life, it could be very, very dangerous. And that's what I think. Hey, dude, I don't think people understand what it's like. I think this is what I've always said about body cams. You're going to get 30 seconds worth of footage, and people are going to assume that that was the entire event, and you're not going to understand. And we've seen some of that. It hasn't been as bad as I had predicted. Surprise, it didn't go as crazy as I thought it would. But there, but there is truth in that. And I feel like, dude, if more people understood what that because, again, sitting in the chair, they were telling me about it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I know. And then they opened the door, and I was like, no, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't know, I didn't know I didn't, any of this, I don't, I don't know anything. I didn't, I didn't know this at I all, dude. Anything. I didn't know this at all. Um, if you're looking to get your CCW, they can help you out. Women's classes, you know, self-defense classes and oh, things like that's that. That's a good idea. Um, it, just a, a magnitude of services they offer. If you have an event, you know, obviously they'll come do security if you have a business or something like that. Um, but this this was just... Hiring. Yes, now hiring. Now hiring. hiring. Uh, and if you're a veteran, they uh, they are more than willing to come to have you, have you, have you talk to them. And one of the things that, you know, was mentioned to me yesterday is like they give veterans the opportunity to run through this because for a lot of guys, this can be a very cathartic experience of like you can't get that fix anywhere else, that feeling of excitement anywhere else. And like if you need this 
you know, and so he told me he's like some guys are going to be opposite of this. They don't want they don't want to get shot at ever again. They don't want to have that experience ever again. But some dudes want that fix again. And if you're one of those dudes, by all means, reach out to uh, elite security consultants, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. So here, it was what two weeks ago I did it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, look, if I stand, I'll show you that right there. Is Little bullet shot right I there from a bullet. I did not get shot. I'm surprised too. My dumb ass. I thought I was gonna get shot for sure. I'm a bigger target. I'm a wider target. Not so much these days, actually. People are starting to tell me I'm the skinny one now. We'll see. <laughs> I think we have seen. I think we can see photos. You, you want to go shirts off? You want to go shirts off right now? I think. Yeah, I think I win that. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think I win. I absolutely do. Think ready? I, I win. Uh, ready? I am ready. All right. Dude, I'm telling you, you were catching all kind of grief at the veteran walk. Ready? We'll do yeah. it. We'll take pictures. We'll do them today. I'll do it right now. All right. $1,000 up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000 to pass out, and we'll do it momentarily. I, uh, I'm i going to ask for a little leeway here from the audience. Right. And uh, and you got to give me this one. Um, I don't normally do this, but I got hounded yesterday about, make sure you do this. Okay. All right. So yesterday on the program, I had made it known that been struggling again with the golf swing a little bit, right? Yeah. I said, well, that's not to be worried about. I got a very good buddy. H.J. Wenger is his name. He's a course pro out at the Pines in Orville, and he's amazing. And he's uh, really well-priced, and he knows how to tell you what to do. And he's like, dude, just do this. And sure enough, I show up there, and he's like, let me see what's going on with you. I hit three balls. He's like, okay, well, yeah, dude, you forgot this, this, and this. Just do this. Bam, you're fine. Now get back out there. Right? It was pretty simple. If you're a golf enthusiast, I guess I can understand why that would be important. Just because you wouldn't necessarily know what you're doing wrong in that movement. In that right. Without you being yeah, without having that third person perspective on it, I'm sure that is kind of a tough thing to do there. And like I said, once you start you once you start guessing on what's wrong, you start toying with this. Well, well then maybe it's this, then maybe it's this, and now you got a combination of things that are not good. Right. And so then that then instead of getting better, it gets worse. Right. It's always better. Just take the money out of your pocket, go to the the, the pro, go to a guy, get a quick lesson and be like okay there it is right so i did that yesterday and i started to hit the ball pretty well on the driving range and he says dude our buddy our mutual friend and i told you about this mutual friend last week on the program remember i said my buddy matt is a guy who i love to play golf with and but matt will tell you and he told me a thousand times yesterday i love you i don't know why you're getting so frustrated with me i love you and what i tell matt all the time is no you don't you know, you, you, what you like about me is how flustered you make me. You don't like me at all. You like the fact that you get underneath my skin, okay. and he likes getting underneath my skin. Now, here's one of these things. There are people who will get underneath your skin, and then you would just want to beat them up. Right. Matt's one of these guys. He gets underneath my skin, and I still want to hug him. Okay. Like I do. All right. right? Like, and now, he. so yesterday... I go then play with him and his two buddies, Brian and Scott, who I, who I had never met. But they work for Matt, and they were really nice guys, actually. Actually, if you're listening in Wayne County, a lot of you work for Matt. And so we go out and we play. And, I'm, and I start out okay, not great, but okay. And then we get to one of these holes, and I just hit a bad shot. Mm-hmm. And Matt's one of these guys who plays really, really well. And he can tell you what to do. But I begged him. Matt. 
Please don't get in my head today. The last time you did it, it took me two months to get it all out and rewired. Please, I beg of you. I literally just did this today. Don't mess with my grip, my setup, my swing. Please don't do it. He calls you a mental midget all the time, all right? All the time. Okay. And that's what he likes. He doesn't want to see me succeed at all. He kept telling me yesterday, I want to see you succeed. No, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't drink three bottles of Robert Mondavi and then scream at me in my backswing and then have Jamie lay down and look at the ball as I'm hitting it. I mean, dude, these guys yesterday were just doing everything they could to like make me as crazy as humanly possible because they like how frustrated I get. So Matt all day yesterday, he's like, dude, 9, 10 tomorrow, tell everybody how smart I am. 9-10, tell him how smart I am. And so I told him, I was like, dude, at 9-10, I will absolutely hit 9-0-9-30 right now, buddy. At 9-10, I will absolutely tell people how smart you are. I said, I think you'll like that, but by 9-15, I think you're not going to want to be friends with me anymore. I did. I wanted to shove him out of the cart. Like, he did. I said, dude, literally, I remember we were on 14. Mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, Matt, it's been seven holes. I have begged you not to do this. I said, dude, I've asked you nicely. I've gotten firm with you. What, what do I have to do stop messing with with me and sure enough everybody was like dude honestly he was kind of playing good until you started screwing with him. <laughs> like exactly and here's the thing like he kept getting frustrated with me because he's like i would never tell you to do something wrong and he wouldn't he would never tell you he would never like lead me down the wrong path just to do it but this is one of those things that everybody kind of can do differently it is about feel. It is about thing. There's a right and wrong way, but you can get yourself to something you do. And he was just like rewiring all the stuff that a guy who played professional golf was telling me what to do. Now, but they grew up together. They went to high school together, so like they all kind of know each other really well. Like were that. the other two guys in this foursome here? Were they performing better than you on the golf course? No. Okay. No, was no he, better, no worse. Was he giving them any pointers no, or advice or anything like about me. that? Okay. He likes derailing Stansberry. <laughs> and Matt, I know you're listening because you texted me this morning and I told you when. I told you it was like, after Everclear, buddy, is when you get it. Love it. Is when, is when you get it. He loves derailing me. Like, I actually texted into the clubhouse. I said, dude, send out another card. Get Matt off my... Dude, Jamie showed... My buddy Jamie showed up late to play with us. And Jamie and Matt are like best friends. They went to high school together. And I said to Jamie when he showed up, I was like, dude, get his bag off my cart right now. I'm done with it. And they wouldn't do it. None of them were like, no way, dude. Like, Jamie said to me when he showed up, he's like, I cannot believe you and Shaba riding together. He's like, dude, you two. He's like, I, this. I love Matt from across the fairway. Like, I want to play golf with him every day, but keep him over there. I, I, dude, I said to you yesterday, I, dude, I want a 25 yard perimeter between me and him because he just, I, dude, I know you're listening. You don't like me. You like making me crazy <laughs> and you like how much you like over making me crazy. It's great, you. dude. It's a great life to live, dude. It I know. Is. Notice every guy I know named Matt is a total <laughs> dick who loves to derail me and loves to make me freak out. I don't know what it is. I was almost named Matthew. Thank God I wasn't. We'd have three of them just annoying all in a row. I love you, buddy, but you derailed the crap out of me yesterday, and it bummed me out. Now i got to go back to the driving range to get my confidence back today. Keep it up, man. Great and, job. And you owe <laughs> Shea Wanger 40 bucks that I had to give him out of my goddamn pocket. I do love you, though, buddy, and we will play Sunday if your wife will let you out after Mother's Day. We'll get you guys hooked up with that $1,000. Let's do it right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. My friend has not texted me back, so I wonder if he is unhappy about me telling everybody how smart he was. Ex friend right there, maybe. I hope not. I really do like Matt a oh, lot. If that's if that's if that's like, oh Stansbury, you went too far here. No, nah, he'll be alright. Come on. He'll be alright. 
I like that dude. Though. He's still sleeping dude. it off over there. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah, the golf course. It can get weird. It's a gentleman's game. It's a gentle class. You gotta wear a collar. It's not. It's not a gentleman's game. Okay. That's that is that is one of those myths that's been perpetuated by people who are close to the game that they want to keep it that Classy. way. Dude, I've dude, I've seen more gambling on any dude. This is across all golf courses, by the way. It's not like one dude. There's more gambling going on at your local golf course than in a lot of like sports books. It's crazy. All I heard yesterday was bet, press, bet, press. I mean, it's all you hear. That's, that's, I mean, dude, there's so much gambling going on on golf courses. It's crazy. I hope I didn't just have the district attorney be like, oh, really? Let's, uh, let's look into that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the district attorney hasn't been out there on the golf course at all. He's probably out there right now gambling. Probably not going to rat on his own, right? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Probably not going to rat on his own. All right, this um, not so lighthearted. All right, and I hate to dump this on you as it's a local story with okay. uh, with, with some with some negative stuff to it. This late on a Friday, getting you ready for your weekend. But a baseball instructor now uh, accused of having a sexual relationship with a student he had been coaching, uh, Chad Stitt, thirty nine, of uh, North Lawrence. There faces a third degree felony charge of sexual battery. Uh, Massillon Police Department opening an investigation. He was one of the operators of the All-Star Battle Complex. He was arrested Wednesday on a warrant, which was issued following uh, his indictment by a Stark County grand jury. Uh, an arraignment hearing is set for this morning at the Stark County uh, Common Police Court. According to the Massillon Police Department, Chad Stitt had a sexual relationship three years ago with a woman who would have been 17 at the time. Okay. And he was training her at the All-Star Battle Complex. Uh, where he and his partner teach baseball, softball, speed and agility, and some other stuff that goes along with those games. That woman, now 20, has come forward about the alleged relationship, according to the police. Um, The woman was older than the age of consent at the time, for those of you about to ask me about that, but it is against Ohio law for coaches and or teachers, excuse me, to engage in sexual conduct with one of their students. When the woman was training with the all-star battle complex. The facility was located in a rented space at Pine View acres. Uh, the training facility is now located over at Calvary chapel. I don't know why that's important to any of you, but the police department partnered with Stark County Sheriff's office to investigate the allegations. And he's probably going to have the, the book thrown at him because this is a man dating a younger woman. And we know how people handle these cases. Um, this will, I, my guess is they will use him as an example. Um, I still say, I mean, dude, even if she was 17, what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? You, it, like, I've, I always say this as a guy who dates young women, and I will date younger women, I do it routinely. If you have to go to, well, I mean, technically, she's over the age of consent for the state, you know you're doing something wrong. Or you know you're doing not let's fine, let's leave the word wrong out of it. You know you're doing something closer to the line than you want to be doing because you're selling me on, on, on the loophole. Wrong. I'll use it. I'll use it. I'll use it from the top of the mountaintops. Wrong. If you are having sex with somebody under the age of 18, dude, I, I honestly I can't wrap my head around why consent, age of consent laws exist. 
18 is the age of consent. I cannot begin to fathom why 16 is this gray area. Between 16 and 18 is this gray area. Why? What? 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 Why is that? Is is that like? Well, maybe it's a moral gray zone. No, it's not. If you can't keep your penis out of somebody under the age of 18 years old, number one, you're in the wrong, and number two, you're a criminal in my book, dude. And and that's that's men sleeping with 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 younger women. That's older women sleeping, dude. I don't care what the orientation is. I don't care who's banging who. If you are an adult having sex with a minor, go to jail. Go to jail. 18 years in one day and do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. And even that, I'll be honest with you, even that, I'm still maybe going to think something about it, but that's my opinion, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But 18 years in one day and do whatever you want. And again, I dip way below below my, my age to date. And dude, I'm not going... That far now, what I what I will say about that concept of eighteen in one day that does not apply to you if you are a point of authority to a minor. If no. you are, if you are a teacher, if you are an administrator, if you're a coach, if you're something like that, you're held to a different standard. That's the job that you signed up for, and that's what you should have to deal with. Now, if you are a teacher, and five years from now you run into one of your students at the bar, and you guys end up making out, it. banging it out, dude, hey, God be with you. I do not care what adults do with each other. It does kind of send the vibe to me that you were both thinking about it while you yeah, were in class. Sure, that totally sends the vibe, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to start policing your thoughts. At the end of the day, I, your actions are what, what make this difference here. This is this is what you do with yourself in those moments that will make the difference, and if you... If I you, love it. That's the same exact reason why I always say, why, why, don't, why don't I like hate crimes? If you can, I, that's why I hate the hate crime bill, is because at the end of the day, you are legislating what I think, not what I have done, and that is why that is dangerous. I completely agree. If you can't, if you can't keep your genitals away from teenagers you should not be in that position and like i always talk about this and like when does this become a a huge point for for educators people who are teaching teachers people who are like getting into this instead of like all right well how are you going to teach beowulf to seventh graders it's how are you going to keep your penis away from seventh graders and the fact that that's a part of it and like as somebody as somebody who works with young people it's a concern of mine is it like people are looking at me like saying like oh well i know why you mentor young people it's because you want to have sex with them i know why you're umpiring baseball games it's because you want to have sex with them i know why you want to be a teacher it's because you want to have sex with them that's sad dude well i mean unfortunately dude we've seen more cases of that being the reason why people are lending their time to kids than not that's the problem is that is that you start painting everybody with the same brush but but what you just said more than not no more than not, I think I think most people in these positions, teachers, coaches, stuff like that, I have, have seen, the best intentions. I have seen enough people who do not have children of their own, victimized children, where I would be nervous about sending my kids to hang out with people who do not have children of their own. Do you feel like because I have a seven-year-old, there's no way that I'm going to do anything inappropriate no, with your child? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I think you could be a pedophile who knows and feels too guilty about molesting your kid, so you would do it to mine. As a matter of fact, no, I think it could work the, quite the opposite way, that having your own kid in your house could actually make it worse for you because you won't go upstairs and do that, but you will touch my so, kid. So at this point, it's just like, how how can an adult have a, a, a positive relationship with somebody under the age of 18? and not be automatically in this I won't even try I won't even do it people have asked me you know dude lend your time no to kids no absolutely not no way especially now 
Because not only do, do, do does everybody look at you that way, and I feel like the, you do have a right to, I absolutely do. But not only that, but now you got kids out there lying about what what what, what people are doing too. And the last thing I need when I'm trying to donate my time and do something right is to is to have a negative consequence happen because of it. That's why I won't do it. So being involved with young people, you feel like that's a right to be suspicious. Like I, every teacher should be looked at, every every coach should be looked at. I think the dude in the Barney suit needs to be looked at. I think that guy needs to be looked at. I think there are certain things. Yes, I don't think if you're an elementary school teacher, does that mean, oh yeah, this is a great place. Let me just pick up a few kids and we're, you know, we'll just head out here. No, but there are in certain situations. I think if you are out to entertain children in some way and you don't have your own kids, I do worry where that comes from. I do. I worry about what happens there. And people can roll their eyes and shake their head at me all you want, but we had this running rampant through Hollywood. Nobody wanted to pay attention to these young kids. Why do you feel like entertainment different than, like, like I said, officiating? Because it's sorcery. It's magic. It's, dude, because I know, because honestly, because I know that entertaining women has removed their clothes easily for me in my house. So I would uh, do extrapolate that out. I know a pedophile will know that and know that the sorcery, the magic of being able to play this song on the guitar will let your guard down and next thing you know I have your pants pulled down. I worry about people like that. Not all of them, but I am going to raise my eye at that. And if dude if my dude if 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 my wife was to send my kid somewhere or whatever I'd be like, dude, what's that kid? What's that guy's story? What's he going on? What's going on with him? What's doing that? Now again, I was molested by a neighbor up the street from me. So I'm a little bit more you know, aware of this situation. And again, what is what I've always said, I was made to be aware early, very young, that the world is out to get you. It is not this big ball of opportunity you're sold. It is a big ball that is looking to mow you over. And if you don't pay attention at every corner, somebody somewhere is going to take you. That's you just, you got to understand that that's where you live. It's not like this hands across. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. This place is out to get you more Stansberry show right around the the corner hang on and all i gotta say is it's friday and everybody help me say the sinner's prayer say oh god oh my name clint parker melinda brown duckin baby and josh rock and roller a friend of mine said to me the other day why don't you write a song about all this nfl stuff so here it goes it's called kick the dust up <laughs> now the 2-1 pitch lindor with a drive in the deep right way way out of here oh my goodness if if he were habitual homosexuals then by all means take a hike i thought i like women 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 women, women. hell i like you you can come over to my house and my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fucking fool? Open your mouth like give you this milk. Open your fucking mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is... You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! That sounds like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. 
I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is so kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I'm watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Cavaliers can bring the lead to double figures. James behind the back. Long for two. LeBron James. Beautiful dish. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 169. Teresa going to get you hooked up with another $1,000 this morning at 1010. And the Eastern Conference Finals does start Sunday. 3.30 tip-off, thank the dear Lord. Because, dude, I'll actually go out and watch that. And like I said, they know it's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And they know by 1.30, you're like, Ugh. dude, get me away from my mom. Ugh. Enough. I already had lunch with her. I still got to sit here. Enough. When's the game start? They know. They're smart. They, they're smart. You'll be so ready to watch the TV. What a good day to do that. So smart. should probably call my mom on something. Yeah, you should. It's also her birthday on something. Oh, yeah. I think it'd be worthy of a phone call there, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, dude, a little two for one there. One yeah. card. I like it. Yeah, that's real easy for you. Yeah, one card. One uh, one easy card there, but I'll probably still call and do that. I like to call my sister-in-law for Mother's Day as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things I feel like yeah, your you sister-in-laws and, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll call my grandmas and, and all that. And I mean, you got to tell them happy, happy Mother's Day. Dude, did I read this right? That an old Jogga Lake ride is going to reopen an alliance? I did see that. I did. What is it? Just the midway for people to walk around in their doors? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, I, uh, what, what's that? I think it's one of the tilt worlds or like the scramblers or one of those like, you know... You, you sit in the in the car and it spins you around in a circle. I don't know which one particularly it was. I don't think it's like the uh, like the uh, what was that with the um, the rotor. I don't think it's that one. So he and his wife, this guy and his wife, decided to buy the Caddyshack in Alliance. It was a little torn down park with go karts. This guy and his wife did, and they're going to add some some of the old Geauga Lake Fair. He found out that an old ride was retiring uh, from the Columbus Zoo from a Facebook post and decided to see if they'd be interested in selling it. Um, the tilt a whirl, I guess, is he was about to bring home wasn't just uh from the old Jogga Lake, but it was actually the first ride that he learned to operate. Although, because uh, I apparently he worked this ride, so the t- the old tilt a whirl, the thing I'm always making fun of. I don't know, dude. If we're talking about buying like rides from like 30 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, dude, it's just, I mean, dude, if you could buy a car from 30 years ago and put it on the freeway, which makes me nervous too. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, like, it's the end of the day. Like, I mean, dude, it's just engineering and parts, and I mean, you just rebuild it. And, and you know what I mean? It's just the casing. I still feel a little skeptical. I mean, I just at this at this point, it's like if it were me running something, I'd want something new that I knew was up to code that I knew was, you know, it, it, it would. It would make me nervous. Dude, apparently the Tilted World is going to be open at fun times tomorrow, there Saturday, May the 12th. There you go. They're bringing in different collections of old Geauga Lake memorabilia as well. I dude, I, again, I grew up pretty much right across the street from Geauga Lake. I grew up in Aurora Shores. And uh, May 25th being my birthday, obviously right before the summer there, that's what my parents did. Like, my parents bought a season pass to Jog Lake every year for my birthday. I knew that's what I was getting. 
right? And it was, they looked at it like, well, now we got a babysitter. Like, oh, yeah. My I mom mean, worked two jobs. My dad was a workaholic. So it was like, dude, in the morning, your mom would give you 10 bucks and you would get ride. Get lunch, right? Yeah, get lunch. And we would ride our bikes to Jogger Lake and lock them on the chain link fence outside. And we would ride roller coasters until 10 o'clock at night and then ride home. It was like the best summer ever. Well, the good news is, buddy, is I got you a season pass to Alliance for your birthday this year. So like, I just ride your bike out to Alliance and have a blast. I don't Carnation w- City. I don't want to. It's going to get on me. It is going to get on you. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I want to, but the Tilt-A-Whirl will be open. You got big plans for this weekend. Uh, big plans this weekend. Tonight, nothing in particular. Uh, I, oh, well, you know what? Uh, tomorrow morning during the day, I am going to be at uh, Kim Tam, uh, the lake up in uh, up Summit, Summit County right there. Jeremy, the owner from Ohio Championship Wrestling and Honor Fighting Championship, now owns a lake. Why the hell not? You know, So uh, that is going to be a little... Hey, op- let's dip some of them wrestlers in it. <laughs> that's going you know to be... I a mean? little coast, a little dip in the, in the water there. That's going to be an open house tomorrow, uh, Saturday night. I am going to be uh, bartending at that moonshine bar and then Sunday all about the Cavaliers right there. What's uh, what's the story of the stands, Ray? What you got? Golf, golf, calves. All right. That's pretty it, much dude. it. That's get it. pretty much it. Nice weekend. Golf, golf, calves. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000.1010 this morning. We will talk to you again 6 a.m. Monday morning. Have a great weekend. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069.